Why the passing game must improve this upcoming season, along with our next NFL pass catcher is already on the roster. Then we're going to touch base on the potential transfer offers still available for the Golden Gophers basketball team here on Locked On Golden Gophers. Locked On Golden Gophers, your daily podcast on the Minnesota Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate video coordinator and recruiting assistant for a football program. Now I'm here with Locked On Golden Gophers, bringing you the latest, the greatest, touching on topics that you want to hear. Be sure to follow the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, including Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, you name it, find it at Locked On Golden Gophers. And speaking of which, please go check out the YouTube channel. We're just getting kicked off over there. Go hit subscribe right down there. Big old red button. You can't miss it. I have awesome news coming out. Um, first, let's touch on over on Twitter right now on the at LO Golden Gophers Twitter page. We have a contest running for a free mini gopher helmet. And it's the alternate helmet with Goldie the Gopher on it. Go check out our Twitter page to see how you can win that free helmet. And it's super easy. It's super simple. If you're listening right now, you've already basically done half of the work to get this free helmet. So you might as well go get your name entered in for that contest. Along with, we've got some big things coming up, big plans, big things in the works. I already have, we're working on scheduling interviews with Another really big Gophers analyst. One of the most recent commits is going to come onto the podcast. And a couple of players that I've talked with are going to come on the podcast. So lots of things coming up, especially in the month of May, when we're typically winding down because it's off season for almost all Gopher sports. Not here. We have big things coming up in May. So be sure to hit subscribe. Drop comments down below on who you want. To us to bring on the podcast and we're just getting started folks so sit back relax and enjoy the fun now let's jump into our first topic of the day which is why the gophers passing game is bound to change it has to change this next season now there's three key reasons why the first being we were 127th in the nation in passing attempts per game this past season the only teams that were behind us in pass attempts per game were the armed forces teams, the teams that are known to hardly ever pass the ball, the team that you watch the Army-Navy game, and there's bets on how many passes will happen in that game. And typically, it's under 10. That is who we were above. That's it. Army, Navy, Air Force. Everybody else in the country at the FBS Division I level, had more passing attempts than the Golden Gophers. That's just, even looking at the theory of, of 
regression, whether it be positive regression or what people usually take as negative regression, we have to regress more towards the mean, meaning we have to pass more just by default. There's no way we pass less. But not only that, Kirk Soraka has flat out said in multiple press conferences now that in this spring that we are going to pass the ball more. We have to pass the ball more. And if you ask fans, players, coaches alike, they can tell you we didn't pass the ball enough. We didn't see enough success in passing the ball. And all of that has to change. Whether they get creative in different manners, incorporating Brevin Span forward, maybe incorporating running backs more, they're going to pass the ball more. And if they don't, it leads into number three, which is recruiting will have negative impacts. If they don't pass the ball more this season, they're going to have some drawbacks to recruiting on the receiver front. And receiver has been a strength of this program throughout PJ Flex time here. It's been a very good strength. And so we can't bear to lose that strength that has been built up and developed into the program. I mean, if we continue down this path, we're likely going to see a decline in those top wide receiver recruits that we could possibly bring in. I mean, right now we're already kind of seeing that trend a little bit, which is sad. I mean, we had four-star commit Anthony Brown. He was one of our very first commits of the 2023 class, and he decommitted. And that was big news. I mean, major news. Because he was he was a rock solid get, extremely talented, probably will improve upon his four star rating this senior season. And I'm guessing how we played this past season, uh, paired with other major programs that passed the ball more, they came and talked to him, or they kept talking with him. And, you know, it's really easy for a head coach or a recruiting assistant of another program to be like, I know you've said you want to be with the Gophers, but look how many times we pass the ball. Look at our guy who was in contention for the Heisman this last year, Ohio State. I mean, Anthony Brown was from Ohio and suddenly decommitted and has Ohio State, North, Notre Dame, and other top-tier schools after him. That's not a coincidence. They passed the ball more. Along with that, a four-star recruit who recently cut his list down to the top eight, Rodney Gallagher. He, on 24-7 sports rec recruiting rankings, was rated as having a really warm interest to the Gophers. He had a, high, like a, a good, solid interest in the Gophers. Those guys are pretty spot on with what they're hearing across the recruiting worlds and figuring out who is like likely to go where or even have somewhat of an interest to go where. Had warm interest, we didn't even make his top eight cut that he just made in the past 24 hours. You can't tell me that these guys who had warm interest, who committed, aren't thinking about, man, they weren't passing the ball. The past two seasons, they weren't passing the ball. 2019, yeah, Rashad Bateman. Yeah, Tyler Johnson. Yeah, Chris Hotman Bell. They were seeing all sorts of passing targets. That's what I want to play for. That's what these kids are thinking. 
And then you look at the past two years and we just tote the rock, tote the rock, tote the rock. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't tote the rock because we totally should, but we have to find the balance. So whether we like it or not, we are going to pass the ball more. Kirk Scirocco has already said it, but I think it's going to be very beneficial. Now, with that, we've had the influx of success leading to the NFL with Tyler Johnson, with Rashad Bateman, and I believe we have some pass catchers on this roster that could make that leap as well. Dalen Wright, Brevin Spanford, they could follow that trend if we utilize them and we feature them. Give them some shine. Let these scouts see why they need to take a closer look. See, and then that success that they continue on, if we have Johnson, Bateman, shoot, if we can get Chris Ottman Bell a look, Dalen Wright, Brevin Spanford, if these guys start getting consistent looks and opportunities, even if it's midday picks, fourth round picks, fifth round picks, if we're getting consistent guys at the pass catching positions to the league, you're going to get top tier prospects that at least see they can be developed here and have the opportunity to make that lifelong dream a reality by going to the NFL, coming from a program in Minnesota. That is what it's all about. That's what needs to happen. Now, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the prospects of an NFL pass catcher because I believe we already have one that is locked in and will be an NFL prospect regardless of if we feature him or not. But the more we feature him, the higher his stock rises. We're going to touch on that next. Let's touch on... A product that I use every day, and that is Athletic Greens. It's a simple one scoop into a glass of water each and every day, and it's giving you nutritional benefits galore. All you got to do is take one scoop and put it in a glass of water. I wake up, I take one scoop, put it in water, mix it up, drink it, and go do my workout. It's that easy. And what I'm talking about is Athletic Greens. Now, Athletic Greens was created when the founder had experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up with a complicated, he just ended up with complicated issues in which he was taking multiple supplements, multiple pills in order to recover, and it cost him a boatload of cash. $100 a day is what he was paying. That is what drove him to create this product, Athletic Greens, after experiencing how difficult it was to create the optimal nutrition routine of your own. Now, the best part about Athletic Greens is that it's friendly to every lifestyle. Paleo, keto, dairy-free, gluten-free, you name it. They are friendly to it, and that is what is the best because if you are already on a special dietary need, you can still take this. I mean, it contains one less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, and no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. And it still tastes good. It doesn't taste like grass. So check it out, Athletic Greens. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free, a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. All you have to do is make your first purchase 
and you go over to athleticgreens.com slash college. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash college. You make your first purchase, and they're going to throw in a free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D on top of five free travel packs. So be able, be sure to go over there, do that today, and take control of your nutrition. Now, as I said, the next NFL pass catcher is already on our roster, and we're about to talk about that. But before we do that, I want to be sure to mention that I am so appreciative that you listen to Locked On Golden Gophers as your first listen each and every day. Now, go check out, with the draft coming up this week, go check out the Locked On NFL on YouTube this week during the draft. They have experts, and our experts are going to guide you with a pick-by-pick analysis that your team is making each and every day live during the draft. So starting on April 28th, this Thursday at 7 Eastern, when the draft is kicking off, be sure to go check it out at the Locked On NFL channel or on the Audacity Odyssey app. Hope to see you there, but we're going to talk about future NFL talent that's already on the roster, a pass catcher who I believe is bound for the NFL regardless of what happens this season, and that is Brevin Span Ford. Now, regardless of how he does this season, I believe he's going to be drafted simply because intangibles are everything at the tight end position. And when you're talking about Span Ford, you're talking about a six foot seven, 270 pound athletic freak. Good healthy weight, not chunky, not it's a healthy 270, a thick fit 270. Like that's hard to come by regardless. A six seven. He's built, and on top of that, he has hands. He played receiver throughout high school. He was one of the best in the state when he was in high school here in Minnesota. I mean, people were, as soon as he committed to the Gophers, people were talking about how we had our next Eric Decker. That's how good his hands were in high school. Now, we haven't featured him enough in our offense, you know, but we it's not too late. We have a year with him for sure this year. I believe he has two technically two years of eligibility left if he wants him. But honestly, in 2019, he played four games as a redshirt freshman on the fondly remembered 2019 team that was very short on targets because Tyler Johnson, Rashad Bateman, and Chris Ottman-Bell had 82% of our passing production in that season. But Brevin Spanford was the only one of two players to catch a touchdown in that season outside of that trio. His talent showed through as a redshirt freshman when tight end position is typically a longer developing position. Now, yes, you get some guys that pop out right away, like what we saw from Georgia this past season and their young tight end. But typically the tight end position takes a bit longer to develop. Then you look at his next season in 2020, we had COVID. We had fall camp injury. So Brevin only played in one game. But in that one game, he also scored a touchdown in the victory against Nebraska 24-17. I believe it was the score to really establish the lead towards the end of that game. He can be a red zone monster, even in the 
brevity that he had in his first couple of years, he could still score the ball. That's why I was shocked that we didn't use him more. But Fleck has even said we need to get him incorporated more. This past offseason, he's been working and working and working on his run game blocking so he doesn't have to leave the field. Not only is that going to be beneficial to us as the Gophers because we can keep him on the field and he can be more of a threat at all times, but it's going to help him in the long term with the NFL. Run blocking and tight ends at that size and that frame? What? Too easy. Then you look at 2021, he was third on the team in receptions, 296 yards, a touchdown, and one of the most run-heavy teams in the nation. And he missed three games due to an injury, so these numbers could have been even better. Now, why am I saying all of this? Because I think he's going to be a very, very key piece to this next year's team. I don't think it's stressed enough. I think he is going to be featured, present, especially in the red zone. Don't be surprised. I mean, I'm going to probably preach on this all offseason. You're going to be sick of hearing this until you see it on the field, until you see it in action. You're going to be like, I get it. Feed him. Get him the ball. I mean, just taking a look at the measurables of guys in this year's class and the class before, I mean, he's right there with Jeremy Ruckert, 6'5", 250. Brevin's better size, better strength, better height. Jeremy Ruckert hadn't cracked over 160 yards until this past season. And my guess is he's probably going to land in the third round of this NFL draft. Even after he cracked 160 yards, he had 309. So it's not like he was going crazy. Let's look at 2021. Hunter Long, Tommy Tremble, Trey McKitty. All these guys were third-round picks. Hunter Long was 6'5", 254. Most receiving yards was 509 yards in one season and 685 yards in another season. Nine total touchdowns across his entire career, and he had five in his junior year. Tommy Tremble, 6'3", 241, never over 220 yards in all three of his years. He had four touchdowns over his career. Again, Tommy Tremble had 220 yards tops in three seasons and had four touchdowns over his entire career, and he was the third-round pick. This is what I'm saying. Brevin is going to be drafted whether we like it or not. So why not let him pop off? Let him boost his stock and show the monster that he can be. Lastly, you look at someone like George Kittle, who is 6'4", 247, never went above 315 yards in a season, and he only scored his upperclassmen seasons where he had six touchdowns and four touchdowns. So I'm saying all of this to tell you that this year, if Brevin Spanford gets 300 yards, maybe 300 to 400 in four to six touchdowns, lock him in for the third round at the worst. He has more production than that. He goes, he goes crazy. Let's say we give our guy 
500 to 600 yards in seven touchdowns. I bet you he gets a look at teams in the late second round. The reason is why aren't we featuring him in that way? He has the talent. He's shown us in the brief glimpses we've had him. He's a red zone monster. He's already got a touchdown in every season, even on ga- even the seasons where he's hurt multiple games, even where he hasn't been able to play too much. If we look his way on teams that we don't even pass that much the past two years, 2020, 2021, so why not capitalize now? Why not get the most of Brevin Spamford and let him be a leader on this team? I think we're going to. I think it's going to be a massive year for him, and I can't wait. And you shouldn't be able to wait either. Now, before we close the show off, we're going to talk about some basketball, the latest news on the possible transfers that we could still bring in for the Gophers, and that's coming up next. All right, folks, let's talk about Bet Online because Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. I mean, if you want the odds on this upcoming NFL draft, whatever you can think of, first quarterback off the board, they got it for you. First O lineman off the board, got you covered. Cornerbacks off the board, yep. Who will be the first pick of the NFL draft? You can check out those odds at Bet Online. You don't care about the draft. You're sick about hearing about it. How about NBA playoffs that are going crazy? The Celtics just swept the Nets. You could, I know that the those numbers were tight between the Celtics and the Nets. I can't recall if the Nets were favored, but it you could have made some good money on that. They just swept the Nets. The Timberwolves are still in the thick of things with. The Grizzlies, I bet you people didn't see that coming. Honestly, if they didn't slip up in game three, they would have a series lead right now, 3-1. You want to find out your NBA playoffs numbers. You want to find out your MLB stats. You want to find out the numbers for MVP for the MLB. Head on over to Bet Online because if you head over to the website, today and use your mobile device, you can learn about all of the trends in action from live betting to playoffs to MLB to esports and more because bet online is where the game starts. All right, folks. So thank you again for listening to the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube. It's one of the things to help you get that free alternate Gophers helmet, which I have delivered. And you know what? I'll show it on tomorrow's episode. If you want it, all you got to do is check out our Twitter page. It includes subscribing on YouTube, retweeting one tweet, and following the Twitter account. That's it. That's all you have to do to enter yourself for a free Gophers helmet, mini helmet. I just want to thank you all for listening to the podcast. We're going to tie it up with some Gophers men's basketball So looking at our transfer options, we know that we brought in Talon Cooper and we brought in Dawson Garcia. We still have, I believe, two remaining scholarships, and we need to add shooters. We've already discussed this on past podcasts that that is a major need for us. We need three-point shooting. So let's talk about who we were interested in and what we're looking at right now. So 
all the guys that we had talked to previously, we've talked about them on the podcast before. Isaiah Thompson from Purdue, he is now committed elsewhere to Florida Gulf Coast. Nick Honor from Clemson has committed to Mizzou. Cam Spencer from Loyola, Maryland has committed to Rutgers. And Parker Stewart from Indiana has committed and is returning to UT Martin. So where does that leave us? Well, there are three guys left that I think we have a good shot on. One of them maybe not that great of a shot, but honestly, he's probably the one I prefer least of the three. And that guy is Hunter McIntosh. I'm aware that 336 Edits on Twitter has said that Hunter has narrowed it down to Clemson, Wichita State, and Las Vegas. But I don't know what that account is. I don't know how legitimate that account is. And there are only like two or three tweets out in that Twitter sphere that say he's narrowed it down. And they all refer to that tweet. So I don't know how legitimate that is. I haven't seen anything from Hunter's camp saying that. I haven't seen it on Instagram. I haven't seen it on Twitter or any of that. So I'm going to take it with a grain grain of salt. And we're going to keep rolling with what we know about him. Which is that he visited Wichita State this past weekend and he visited Las Vegas, Reno yesterday. So I would expect a decision to come from him likely this week. Again, our odds might not be great there, but I also, again, he would probably be the one that I prefer least of these three that we have a shot on. I think overall, though, we offer the biggest stage, us and Clemson, as far as conference, but you have to be curious if the Cooper commitment kind of put us lower on his radar because he wants to be the starting point guard. I think he could be a great combo guard, but maybe that's not what he wants. And I'm okay with that because Talon Cooper was an amazing get for us, and he is going to be the real deal. So excited to have him on the squad. Now, the next player is the one that I prefer the most of any player we can get out there right now, and that is Josiah Strong. He is from Champlain Park High School, played at Navy, played at Illinois State most recently. Great combo guard, can shoot the three, phenomenal shooter, can create his own shot if needed, can pull up, but he has a complete work ethic. He's a dog. He's a go-getter. I've watched him play since high school, and I can tell you without any doubt in my mind that the kid will grind and the kid will hustle and the kid will pop off. I think he'll be a great addition for the Gophers. I really hope he comes in. And, you know, with that, he's an absolute threat from the three-point line. Saw that at brief time at Navy. Saw that with Illinois State, clearly. I think he would fill this current Gophers roster perfectly and has thrived and contributed at each level that he has taken a stop at. But he would be a great complementary guard to Talon Cooper, great three-point specialist, doesn't have to be. He can pull up from inside. His his mid-range game is strong. He can handle the ball. He would be a great addition to this team, especially running a two-guard combo guard and allowing Braden Carrington, a younger player, to learn under him would be phenomenal. He does have interest from other major programs, including Iowa State, including Clemson, including Loyola Chicago, 
Wyoming, who just came off of a brief tournament run. And there's more schools that are also interested in them. So the Gophers really need to take this home stretch and push it and really, you know, show them what we're all about here at the U of M. I'm sure he would love to play in front of the home crowd, in front of family members, in front of his, his brother plays at UMD in Duluth. You don't think that could be a quick trip to come and check it out? Sometimes the Gophers and the Bulldogs have little scrimmages and whatnot during the offseason or entering into the fall season. It would be awesome. I'm sure he would love to come home, but I'm sure he wants to know a solidified what his role would be on this team, and I think we should have a great role for him, a great two-spot he could start. Great knockdown three-point shooter. I really want to see him on the team. He's my number one preference, as I've said. And I think scanning the landscape, a lot of Gopher fans feel the same way. Now, the last guy I want to talk on is Michael Jones from Davidson. Previously went to Woodbury, if I recall correctly. The news on him has been fairly quiet. I know the Gophers have touched base with him. They've shared that they're interested. But I can't find too much else on what he's looking at, other schools that are interested or anything of that nature. I'm not fully sure whom he's gotten interest from, but he could be an interesting piece. And say we add both Josiah and Michael Davidson, I think you can start Josiah and Michael Davidson can base. I don't know why I just said Michael Davidson. He went to Davidson. Michael Jones can be a great six-man off the bench. Again, I likened his game and the role that he could play for this Gophers team to Duncan Robinson. That 3 and D, threat always, that would be the perfect role. And he could spot start as well if needed. I just, I really think if we had both of those players, look, sky's the limit. Sky you ma, let's go. But if we can even add one of them, that'll be a great thing for this program. Really hoping that it would be Josiah Strong. But if we can grab both, sign me up. Sign me up. Here's my money. Let's go watch the games. But that's going to do it for us today on Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. Thank you again for listening. We're just getting started, folks. As I mentioned, we're going to have some major interviews in May. Start interacting. Start talking with each other. Drop some comments below. Those of you that have dropped comments, I appreciate you. We have a mailbag episode coming up on Friday. Drop the questions below. What do you want to hear discussed? What do you want talked about? What are your questions on the spring game? What do you want to know? Drop them below in the comments. I appreciate you for listening. Go give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you for staying tuned. Tomorrow, we got Guess That Gopher, which is a great game. If you haven't heard it, be sure to tune in. And then we're going to talk about the NFL draft prospects, hopefuls for this Thursday's NFL draft. We're going to talk about all the guys who have left and they have their name entered, what their likelihood is. We're talking about that tomorrow. This is Kane Rob. Take it easy. I'll see you tomorrow.